Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey guys, we hope you're spending time doing things that are important to you with people who are important to you. For this year's Independence Day, we're doing a rerun, but it's an endless thread Hall of Famer, a two-part story that we made almost exactly a year ago about an adventure we went on together that we will never forget. We'll be back next week with a full episode, but for now, enjoy this combination platter. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Okay, so I'm walking past the gate that was across the road to try and see what I can see of this. Oh my God, that just scared the crap out of me. I came across a white-tailed deer that just ran, went tearing across the road in front of me trying to stay alert because it is a little creepy what's happening here. So Ben has gone down the road past a metal gate. It's definitely clearly like a do not go back here. And I'm just nervous about this whole thing. Okay, so what's up ahead? Is it technically a trailer? (sighs) Like a trailer that someone would live in. It's just out in the middle of the woods here. Which also makes me a bit nervous because if someone's living here and I'm coming this way, that's super scary. I thought he was just gonna go down there, see what he could see, turn around. It's weird, there's like a bunch of pathways kind of carved into the woods here, which is kind of bizarre. Old tracks, old roads. Okay, this is so creepy. From 600 feet, your destination will be on the right. Ooh, this is a long way to go without Josh and Amory. All right, we're trying to find Ben. He left the car and went to cross this fence to see if he could find the plates. Oh. Wow. Your destination is on the 
Record Scratch, Freeze Frame. Yep, that's us. The Endless Thread team split up in the middle of the woods. You're probably wondering how we ended up in this situation. It all started some weeks back, when Amory and I were looking at a very strange post I had found on Reddit. A post that would hit the site's front page with tens of thousands of upvotes and thousands of responses. So, let's rewind a bit. What is this? What are we, what are you, what are we looking at? Okay. It's posted to the WTF community. Mm-hmm. The text reads, I was driving through the backwoods of Pennsylvania on the way to a camping spot and found a mountain of ceramic dishes and teacups in the middle of the woods? Question mark? Exclamation point. Okay. And the photo is of this pretty, I would say, goofy looking dude. Yeah. He's got a weird, one of those little... Like Adventure Dad hat. Yeah, like a Indiana Jones, if Indiana Jones wasn't that cool kind of hat. Yep. And then he's wearing some dorky gym shorts and he's wearing socks. High socks. He's got a beard. And he's like, what? And pointing at this massive mountain of dishware. What do the plates look like, Amory? We've got a variety in here, actually. Oh, here we go. <laughs> You've got the big, wide, circular dinner plate. You got your big plates? You got your big plates. You got your square plates. Oh, my God. I'm seeing some There's wide, some saucies. shallow bowls, some yeah. saucers. Some saucies <laughs> some in saucies. there. Some saucies. And a couple saucies. They're all white. I, I think these may all be the same brand of, of dishware. There's something about this photo of plates. It calls to you. It does. And it is kind of hard to encapsulate with words just how absurd this is. Even the guy in the photo with this mountain of dishware is incredulous. His arms are out. He's like, what? And every time we show it to people we work with, which we've been doing for weeks, it gets a reaction. Holy moly. It's crazy. (laughs) It's awesome. What am I looking at? I think it's a mountain of trash plates. I think, yeah, there's some square ones. (laughs) It looks like a pile of junk, but holy God, it's teacups? Dishes? It kind of looks like if the dining room from the Titanic washed up on shore, this is what you would find. Huge. Doesn't even fit in the frame of the picture. It's got to be like at least 10 feet, 12 feet high. Easily like a 15-foot, maybe a 20-foot mountain of of plates. Could be a million plates. A billion plates. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It's curious. I would like to know more. I don't know what this is for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's for the Plate Association of America. You got it. It's for tectonic plates. According to the original poster and the title of this post on Reddit, this mysterious, enigmatic, giant pile of dishware is in the woods of Pennsylvania. And everyone, including Redditors, want to know everything about it. Not just where, but why, how, who. There's almost 2,000 comments on this. And top comment. Okay. Was there a mountain of Tupperware lids or mountains of left socks anywhere near there? Is that a joke I'm supposed to get? Amory, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like things that this universe sucks out oh, of your life that TV you're like, remote. yeah, exactly. I, to- I totally buy that. There yeah. is a dimension where all that stuff is. Yeah. 
that's the Ren and Stimpy joke. These are all left socks. This is where all the missing left socks in the universe go. So my question to you is, why are we doing this story? Because we don't know what the heck those plates are doing out there. It's an unsolved mystery on Reddit, which is actually really good at solving mysteries. Hmm. There is some good news. There's this one guy who knows where it is. It seemed like a strange sort of thing to stumble across in the middle of nowhere. In this, the year of our Lord, 2019, the internet has a lot of conspiracy theories, strange stories, oddities, but not a lot of mysteries that the internet itself cannot solve. This might be one of them. This mountain of plates. Emery, we have a title for this episode. Mm-hmm. And it is based on a subreddit that is about bad plating techniques at restaurants. Like a sandwich served on a mini shovel or something. <laughs> and so that subreddit and this episode is called We Want Plates! I'm Ben Brock Johnson. I'm Amory Sievertson, and this is Endless Thread. The show featuring stories found in the vast ecosystem of online communities called Reddit. We're coming to you from WBUR, Boston's NPR station. So, we've got this plates mystery. And whatever the full story is, we have to start with the question of where the plates are. There is an obvious way to answer this question talk to the guy in the photo, the guy who posted the photo on Reddit. So we reached out, and we reached out again, and we followed up, and we followed up again. We chatted him, we personal messaged him, and he eventually got back. He was like, sure, yeah, totally, I'll talk to you guys. And then he fell off the map again, totally unresponsive. All we knew is that his name is Matt, and Matt was not around. So we went with the next best thing another Redditor, who had come up with a very popular theory. That man is named James. And on Reddit, my username is Agent641. And James is proof of how this mysterious pile of plates has become internationally famous. James lives in Australia. Where in Australia? Pretty much wherever. I don't think we've done an interview with someone who's in a van. Nope, you're a um, first, you're a very cool. first one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Got a kitchen sink over here. Running water. Um, I do kind of James was one of the so thousands of people fascinated by this plates post. And it sort of made me wonder where they had all come from, like why they might dispose of them all at once and why they dumped them all in a big pile out in the middle of nowhere. And we should say here that there are a lot of theories in the comments of this Reddit post. Illegal dumping of some kind by a trucking company or by a casino. And this one makes sense in a way. Big business might need to get rid of some old plates. Lots of them. Somebody at a casino might know a guy with a truck. I mean, we've all seen The Sopranos, right? Hey, Tony, we got to change out all of our dated plates and cups. And then Tony says, but what are we going to do with the old ones? And Frankie says, hey, have the service dispose of them. And Tony says, right. <laughs> That's a, not a great impression, but. What? I love this theory. Get out. <laughs> I love this theory that there's some mafia illegal dumping going on. Whatever the conspiracy theories are, James was focused on location first. 
it seemed like something that was easily visible from satellite imagery. Um, <laughs> just a big white splotch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the poster mentioned that he'd been going camping and he'd taken a picture on a back road. So um, I thought I would start at campsites in Pennsylvania. So here's what James did. He Googled campgrounds in Pennsylvania because there was mention of a camping spot in the original post. About 40 popped up immediately. And he just started to go down the list. He'd pick a campground, look at it on satellite imagery, looking around a radius of about two miles, arbitrary. But if you're looking for a needle in a Pennsylvania woods haystack, it makes sense. James also looked at the photo, and the plates seemed to be in a pretty large clearing. So he picked a number, 60 feet wide or so at a minimum, and included that in his ad hoc satellite imagery search. And I also thought about the logistics of actually dumping the plates in that spot. Um, whoever did that would need to use quite large trucks. So you're discounting the possibility that either a teleporter or an alien spaceship brought them there. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that was, a, that was a plan B. I was going to go with that. And there it was, just down the road from the Tanglewood campground in a huge swath of forest in north-central PA, a big, splotchy, amorphous, reflective blob. You can see it, too, on Google Maps, near the intersection of Tanglewood Road and Sunset Lane. It's been labeled Huge Pile of Plates, also Pile of Crockery. It's at the edge of a clearing, just off a road, near what looks like a big gravel pit half full of water. Someone labeled the plates on Google Maps as, quote, pile of crockery? Yes, I saw that. Was that you? No, that wasn't me. That was someone else. I did leave a, uh, a review. Ooh, uh, which restaurant. review was yours? I don't remember. It was something like it's a interesting new restaurant concept. You, um, <laughs> you go fetch a plate from the pile, and then you just chase down whatever food you can find. Um <laughs> And, and uh, pay what you want, basically. There's no stuff. Um. Well, James, I, I have good news for you and potentially bad news for us, which is yes, we're going. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I would love to hear the outcome of that. <laughs> and I, I do hope you, you stay safe. We will. <laughs> God, I hope. I haven't been genuinely concerned, but now I am. It's starting to get scarier. <laughs> So we hopped in the car and drove four hours straight west from Boston. And then we put our final destination into the GPS. A three-hour, 30-minute drive to huge pile of plates. Are you sure you want to navigate there? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, huge pile of plates. <laughs> and we're off. And we're off to huge pile of plates. I should say here that at this stage in the game, there are a few things Amory doesn't know yet. I've kept them from her because I'm excited to surprise her with the information and blow her mind. One of the surprises is I know who the landowner is. I've done my research on the location that James found. I used something called a GIS, Geographic Information System. It is a kind of data and mapping technology used around the world to organize information of all kinds for map-related stuff. Urban planning, land rights, ownership. 
The landowner is Clifford Cross Jr. He apparently owns some sort of trucking company, and he lives nearby the plates. But I haven't called him yet, because I have this fear that if we call him, he is going to tell us to keep out. And that request is going to end our adventure real fast. And considering the number of theories that involve some sort of illegal activity as the explanation for the pile of crockery, my plan is to get us to the property first. See if we can see this mountain of plates from the road. And then if Clifford Cross says, I don't know what you're talking about, we can at least say, hey man, we're looking right at it. So I'm waiting for the right time to do all of this. Meanwhile, we're road tripping. We just saw a guy in a three-wheeler. We saw a guy in a three-wheeler. He was going somewhere fast. He looked like fun. Um, <laughs> Would you get on the back of that three-wheeler with that with that dude? Nope. No? Nope. Would you? I'd wrap my arms around that burly man and <laughs> just go wherever he wanted to go. I'm ready. Before we left, we sent some listeners the plates post and asked them what their theories were. Erica said it reminded her of the Golden State Killer and how he would stack dishes on the backs of his victims so he would know if they'd tried to escape. Thanks for the nightmares, Erica. (laughs) And Thomas thinks it's the work of a hoarding grandma. Corey thinks it's a factory that closed down and just dumped the dishes hoping no one would find them. But my personal favorite theory came from Reddit. Okay, the theory that I am digging right now is someone noticed that this pile of plates is, I think, about 45 minutes south of Corning, New York. Have you heard of Corning Ware, Ben? It was a, a line of dishware. I don't, from, a, from a dish company from in a New dish York. Company. Yeah, I don't remember if they had a headquarters in Corning, but I want to say that they did. They had some sort of facility in Corning. And I wonder if we're going to drive past Corning. Oh, Maybe. Are we coming from that direction? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if we are, we should we should stop. Oh, oh, oh. What? Corning! Holy what shit! What the sh- There it is! Is this Corning? Are I we mean, in Corning? We just passed a giant white factory-looking building that says Corning in huge letters across the over? top. Yeah. yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yes? Yes. yes. Let's check them out. Okay. You ready? Yeah. How are you? Doing well, thank you. What can I get for you? Oh, I'll tell you what you can get for us. You can get us proof that the plates are from your company. So is this where Corning dishware is made? I can't answer really any questions uh, in terms of the media, but just let me find a shift supervisor for you. Okay, that'd be cool. So we waited for a shift supervisor to respond to the call over the intercom. Hey! How are you? Good, how are you? Looking for Mark Gravelin? No. We don't know. Maybe. Yes. We just talked to somebody who tried. Man, Mark Gravelin's got us flustered. Once we calm down a little, we give him our spiel, and Mark delivers some news. We make all biomedical. It's all plastic here. All plastic here. All plastic. Biomedical flask, petri dishes, and storage bottles. So there's no dishware connection. No, sir. This is all polystyrene. Corning ware? Is that different? That's not us. That's not you. Different company. We're in the wrong place. Okay. Rejected. So rejected. All right. Let's get let's get back on the road. All right. We got a pile of dishes to find. 
the Corning dishware theory on hold for now. One more thing we should mention quickly. The only town close to this spot where we were headed to is called Covington Township. Now, I looked it up, just doing some light reading on it, and I was reading through the Wikipedia page for it to get the basics. At the bottom of the entry for this little town is a section of the wiki page headlined Controversy. The entry is short, but it says the town has been embroiled in a bunch of accusations against the town's board of supervisors, especially the chairman, Thomas Yerk. It says, among the allegations of misconduct against Supervisor Yerk are accusations of knowingly allowing the illegal discharge of raw sewage, illegally dumping hazardous waste on his property, and other environmental law violations. After hours of driving, we were getting close, and signs of human civilization were getting further away. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit! Oh, God. We're into the... We're onto a... Even the gravel road was getting pretty gnarly and steep, going up into a kind of low, ancient, ground-down mountain. But then, the closer we got, the more the forest started to close in around us, the more the road became just a smaller and smaller track through the woods. We're one minute away. Dude, this is not even a thing. Like, we might have to walk. From here. Yeah, because we started going down into a hollow, into deep woods. Nothing was out there. We're now officially driving through a creek bed. We're driving through a creek bed. I'm getting sweaty. Oh, we are. We're at a real impasse now because there's a metal fence up. We cannot drive further. I don't want to get stuck in here. Okay, this is how a horror movie starts. I think we should walk up to the fence. Are we cool with doing that? Across this totally not road, in the middle of a mosquito convention, was a cattle gate with some old posts covered with those menacing signs that say posted, a.k.a. private property, a.k.a. keep out. I mean... We are so close. I could walk down there right now and just see what I can see and see what the scenario is and then walk back. Why don't we do that? All right, I'm going to pause the recording. Okay. So Anne-Marie and our producer Josh are waiting back behind the posted sign, and I am wandering through a seemingly endless parcel of land that is so deep in the woods that the roads we thought bordered the property are not roads. As I walk through the tall grass into a kind of maze of grassy pathways and meadows cut through the forest, I am going back and forth between being positive we are about to find the plates and being positive we are making a huge mistake. This is super creepy because there's just a trailer. It's out here, just sitting out here in the middle of the woods. Oh, wow. Okay, I think I might be getting close to it. 
Your destination is on the right. Except it wasn't. I hightailed it back. Freaking finally. I did not see a pile of plates. But I didn't fully explore. I decided I should come back. Really, I just came back to convince you guys to go deeper into the woods with me. And I needed to tell you more, Amory, of what I had been keeping to myself about Clifford Cross. Clifford Cross Jr., Uh who's listed as owning this property, runs a trucking company. There are a lot of competing theories about the reason behind the pile of plates. But everyone seems to agree that they must have been dumped somewhere using a big truck. And the guy whose property we are currently exploring runs a trucking company. Single license. And we were trying to get in touch with him. Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my name is Ben Johnson. Uh, I'm calling looking for um, Mr. Cross. And uh, So we kept wading through the tall grass. There was an old earth mover parked on the crest of a hill that looked like it hadn't moved any earth in a decade. There was a man-made pond surrounded by dirt, the creepy, empty, overgrown trailer. A duck blind for hunting, you know, with guns. Good times. I mean, I have like a rule that I live by, Uh and it's, does this feel stupid? And if it does, you don't do it. And the reason you don't do it, the reason you don't go into the woods to an unfamiliar location where no one actually knows you've gone, private property where there have been allegations of illegal activity and evidence of hunting, is that you might end up like someone on The Sopranos, whose storyline has just ended. It's going to be okay, Emma. I hate this. I hate being the one who's afraid. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm afraid. Yeah, I am too. I'm, seriously, I'm afraid. Thank I don't know you. if that makes you feel better. But <laughs> yeah, I am too. I am too. So Your phone's ringing. Should I answer it? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, is this Ben? Yeah, this is. My name's Clifford Cross. Oh, Clifford. You know, Thank you so much for calling yeah. me back. Well, what do you know about this point situation? Cliff says this was a whole big misunderstanding a few months back. He heard from a very persistent investigator. The investigator was from the Department of Environmental Protection, and he was following up on a tip. It had something to do with the Internet. And Cliff says he used to have a pile of lime on the property. Lime like the beige-colored mineral that is used in agriculture for a bunch of different things. So that must have been what the DEP was talking about. The only catch is the pile of lime is not there anymore. And now there's no real sign of plates or lime. He doesn't seem too worried about us being on his property. But he says he wants to meet us down the road and explain things. We say, okay... This part almost felt like a movie, you know, when you meet the guy at the spot, that remote place. We're standing in front of our car. He pulls up in his car, which is bigger. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. I'm Ben. <laughs> yeah, Ben, yeah. yeah. Hey. This is Emery. Emery. Yeah. Nice to meet you. And this is Josh. Josh. Nice to meet you. Yeah. 
And you've been here uh, how long? My whole life. Wow. <laughs> been here cool. My whole life. Perfect. Well, yeah, if you want to get in your car, we can drive right over to where the... That'd be amazing. Sure. We'll follow the... you. first I'm buying it from Clifford Cross yeah hook line and sinker I'm sold yeah but you're also you you like people you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean you are what's well, not to like he he's, shows he's, up in I'm a, not saying he's not in a Cadillac Escalade I know he's got a it's very funny he's got a hunter He's got he's a. Wearing all, he's all in. He's, uh, what's he's that all called? It's just all tree real camo. Real tree. Real tree. It's real called. tree camo. Yep. To hat to shorts. Okay, Did I didn't see? look to no. see. I didn't see below his shirt, but. Peek into his no. knickers. But he's. Uh, <laughs> but his story seems legit to me because, like, if he's wealthy. Oh he's, dear. Oh. He's not trying to can let somebody illegal dump on his land or illegal dump some plates. That's that's the... Unless he's involved. That's the province. It is hard not to notice that our beautiful but somewhat scary day in the woods has been transformed by a very menacing storm. As we follow Cliff back onto his land, to the exact spot we were just anxiously traversing, the sky has gone dark. And then it splits open. Is this it? Yeah, yeah. This was a, yeah. where them plates are showing. This was a pile of, <laughs> and I don't know how they. I'm not a computer guy, but somehow somebody. Uh, you think it was you a think doctor someone doctored photo. the photo? I de- definitely. Whoa. Yeah, definitely. Is like dumping an issue around these parts? Do you know if illegal dumping? We don't have a problem here because yeah. the landfill is only three miles right over. Landfill's right there. Yeah. But Why would that... I dump plates on my property? Sure. The landfill is only three miles right over there. There's well, no plates, never has been. And well, we like came say, a long way for you. For, came a long way to talk to you. I'll tell you, I, I'm hoping you knew more than I did. No. But I, I would say somebody has doctored that photograph. Yeah. The DEP guy parked clear out there and tread through a mile and a half of 12 inch deep crusty snow. He earned his badge that day, I'll tell you. Wow. But when he got out here. Cliff saw, says that the official from Pennsylvania's Department of Environmental Protection was pretty aggressive, but that he couldn't find any plates on his property, so the DEP guy backed off. Do you, um, do you remember his name? I have his card down to the house. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have it. Do you think you could give us his card. name so we could oh, call him? And... <laughs> we're, we're Now we're trying to find where the place is, you know? If it's not here, we got to figure yeah. it out. Where, where are they? Yeah, I, I, have, I don't have all, a clue. All and he couldn't, he couldn't figure it out either. Right. Because yeah. he wanted to throw my butt in jail. And we're like, well, hey, bring it on. Because I ain't got <laughs> nothing to hide. That's amazing. <laughs> so our adventure continues to Cliff's house. Yep, come on in. Don't be scared. Wow. <laughs> okay, this is a foyer of death. Does Cliff Cross have a personal taxidermist, the way someone might have a personal chef? I mean, maybe. Did you? Are these all yours? Oh yeah. You? you Whoa. Oh my god. You know that scene from the second Ace Ventura movie where the poacher takes Ace into his trophy room? Something wrong, Mr. Ventura? (laughs) Of course not. This is a lovely room of death. 
Take care now. Bye-bye then. Yeah. <laughs> Everything from a full-size, massive moose, moose and several bucks to yeah. a jackalope. Yeah. Uh, black bear. Hen, black bear. And turkey with a beard. Oh. That is very rare. Uh, buzzard. Emery, how did you feel about traipsing around this guy's property, a guy who appears to be a pretty good shot with, like, half of these animals having the arrow that killed them on the same mounting as the head? You know, I was not psyched to be standing in Cliff's foyer, but I was psyched that he welcomed us into his home, and he showed us all the images the DEP guy showed him, and we showed Cliff the stuff that we had, and a lot of it was the same. And he gave us the DEP guy's name, after we helped him look through an extensive business card collection to get it. Here we go. Keith Rule, Department of Environmental Protection. Solid waste specialist. Yep, that's him. That's him. So we bid Cliff farewell. He didn't seem to be our guy. We called the DEP guy, Keith. No answer. Also, we continued to desperately message the person who got us into this mess, Matt, the original poster, who had responded a few times but had gone silent on us for weeks. We did have one glimmer of hope. So remember how Matt had said in the post that he found the plates near a campground? Cliff had mentioned another campground that wasn't too far away. Okay, so hear hear me out on something right now. You ready? Yeah. I know that this may be a fool's errand, but we are, we did come all the way here. And we haven't found the plates. Nope. So... So my last ditch pitch was, let's go to the campground that's close by. And this was the beginning of us heading to several campgrounds, some on the way home, some not. All of them full of confused but kind campground managers. We are trying to solve an internet mystery about a huge pile of plates. Near a campground in Pennsylvania. Near a campground. Pile of plates? (laughs) Do you see that? I know, I know. Isn't it crazy? Do you see this? Pile of plates? Yeah, like dishware. I don't know what you're looking for, but I know we have never found any kind of plates around here that I know anything of. Well, thank you very much, Debbie. Fair enough. Yeah, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Nope, the call failed. Bye, Debbie. (laughs) Bye, Debbie. This Hail Mary effort was really the first stage of our team going through what I like to call the five stages of Plate Mountain grief. First stage, denial. James is so great. Yeah. But we don't have the plates! Clearly, stage two is anger. I know, but, dude... We want plates! I I agree. I want plates, you want plates, we all want plates. If I have to eat every fucking pizza in Pudgy's Pizza right now to get to the plates, I'll do it. Pudgy's, a regional pizza chain we've seen a lot of down here, where the dress code may require more than just a rain-soaked undershirt. Where are you going? I'm putting my shirt on. Okay. (laughs) Stage three, my specialty, bargaining. We have one more state park we can hit before it gets dark. Josh is like, nah, 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 nah. That's all I'm saying. And we move into plate-based depression, which really set in after false hope from our intern, Maggie, who is trying to help us from a desk back in Boston. I found it, you guys. What? 
I found it. <laughs> but Where? she had Where found the same okay, pile of plates that James had, the one that doesn't exist. Oh, no. Is it titled Huge Pile of Plates? I knew it. I knew it too, as soon as she said it. Some great moment of false hope. False hope. And finally, acceptance. After visiting five campgrounds, we were done. I would just like to say that after this incredibly, incredibly long day, <laughs> Google gave me a notification that says, how was huge pile of plates, question mark? Your opinion matters. Help other visitors. Should we leave a review? Uh, yeah. I think we probably should, right? Yeah. Came for plates, was disappointed. Um, if anyone... Give them our email address. If anyone has recommendations for a real huge pile of plates, please email endlessthread at wbur.org. You happy with that? Yep, that's about right. I guess the so, silver lining is that there's like a almost a literal silver lining. I was about to say <laughs> through the clouds, and it's the beautiful yeah. out here. We're the bird song is the, legit. We're looking out at the mountains a on a bird sunny, song. warm summerish night. No plates, but we have pie in the trunk. Pie in the trunk right now is good. If only we had a plate to put it on. We were headed back home, dejected, total failures. What were we doing anyway? We drove to the middle of Pennsylvania from Boston because of some internet comments? Were we idiots? We might have been idiots. But then, when all was lost, just as we were finally leaving Pennsylvania... Something happened. Something that had been months in the making. Hey, is this Matt? Yes, this is. Matt, a.k.a. the guy who found the plates in the first place and posted the picture on Reddit. The guy we have been trying to get a hold of for three freaking months. Matt! Yeah, fine, fine. Finally, I'm able to talk to you guys. Sorry about the long, long wait there. Sorry, Matt. Apologize to the listeners, because this story isn't over. On the next Endless Thread, an ending. I have some news. I just talked to Matt for a very long time. Is he just the biggest troll? Are you sure you're ready for this? What? (sighs) It sounds like you're saying this pile of plates... It does exist, and you know where it exists. I can't confirm or deny. Oh, no. (laughs) We scour the final plate-based frontier. We talk to the Department of Environmental Protection. We talk to Matt. We talk to the owners of a mysterious business. And again, for some reason, we talk to more people on the Internet to get their theories. And we solve this thing once and for all. That was amazing. (laughs) Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's why I'm wondering, like... Yeah, hi. Um, can I have... Uh, sorry, I want to get some chicken McNuggets. Here we are, in a car, on our way home from a sad fail of a Pennsylvania road trip where we searched high and low for a mysterious, enigmatic, thoroughly unexplained and unfindable mountain of dishware in the woods. We asked, like, everybody we could find and their mother. Pile of plates? Yeah, like dishware. I don't know what you're looking for, but I know we have never found any kind of plates around here that I know anything of. And we're now pulled over on the side of the road in the rain because the only guy who knows anything about it has finally, after months of giving us the runaround, called us back. He was also driving around with his girlfriend, who was also with him when he found the plates a year ago. So um, I believe it was July. Was it July we went to that campground? Matt is from Hubbard, Ohio, near Youngstown. He's not an avid Reddit user, and when he posted this plate mountain photo, he was completely overwhelmed with the online response. Tens of thousands of people. But he's ready to tell us his story, now that things have died down a little. His story goes like this. Last summer, he and his girlfriend went driving through Ohio into Pennsylvania to hit up a campsite to meet a relative, an aunt who was up from Florida. It was just kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing, which is probably why Matt doesn't even remember the name of this camping area. And this is what has been the biggest issue, is that uh, there was no phone service in the roads that I was taking in those hills. And this is the beginning of what we in the old journalism business like to call a fishing expedition. Was it near train tracks? Yes, I do. Oh, how, far yeah. from the, how far from the campsite were the plates, would you say, about? I'd probably say, yeah, like 45 minutes. There was a local school that was by a graveyard, if that helps. <laughs> okay. We would later learn that pretty much every small town in this part of Pennsylvania has this feature. But Matt was giving us some breadcrumbs, at least. He also mentioned a big old building of some sort, run down. Uh, it almost looked like, a, I don't want to say factory, but like a big place, like it was abandoned. Matt promised he'd chase down his girlfriend's aunt and get the name of that damn campground. And that was something. Uh, I, really, I really honestly wish that I had more information to give you. Uh, no, this is great. Yeah, I'd just, like, I personally, I'd like to know if it's still there. You know what I mean? I we're going to find it for we're gonna, you, man. We're going to try to find out. Yeah. We're going to find yeah, it. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> we're going to need it. 
Back to the drawing board, baby. When we got back to Boston, one of the first things we did was re-enlist a small army of Redditors to help us. We now had some more specific details. The school, the graveyard, the train tracks. Also, a kind of loading dock that the Plate Mountain sat on top of and was visible in the photo. And a slightly different general area to search. We had been in north-central PA. We needed to go further west and maybe south, too. We needed map nerds, who we found with the help from some moderators at the Maps, Mapmaking, and Where Is This communities. And remember in our last episode when I said I used something called a GIS or Geographic Information System? Well, our post asking for help on the GIS subreddit took off. It said, Looking to combine railroads, campground locations, and more data to find a mountain of dishware in the great state of Pennsylvania for a very weird map quest. Heh. <laughs> Any ideas? Many ideas. Fifty comments later, we had some new theories and locations, some new kinds of maps and data sets to search. The hunt was on. We even roped in one of WBUR's developers, Will Smith. We knew distance from a location. Uh, where this person started a trip, which gave me a sort of a search radius to work within. Uh, I was told it was in a specific state, so I was able to further limit it to that. Meanwhile, we were getting to the bottom of one of the most popular theories for the Plate Mountain's existence, with the help of the guy from the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection. That guy's name is Keith Rule. Keith, whose info we got at the house of Cliff Cross, that landowner who didn't shoot us and add us to his taxidermy collection. Nice guy, really. Cliff had even let us go through his business card collection. Here we go. Keith Rule, Department of Environmental Protection. Solid waste specialist. Yep, that's it. That's him. We called Keith because he was one of our only remaining leads in the Great Plate Quest of 2019. And he might have already gotten to the bottom of this whole mystery while we were all just peering at satellite imagery like a bunch of NSA agents. Well, cool Keith Rule called back. Hi there. I'm Keith Rule from Pennsylvania DEP in Williamsport, PA. I am a solid waste specialist. And what is a solid waste specialist? Actually, I call myself a garbage man because (laughs) I deal in garbage. And a lot of my work is actually citizens' complaints. It, it's just amazing. Every, every time the phone rings, it's, it's a new world. But it's all in the world of garbage. And when Keith gets a report about illegal dumping in his jurisdiction, he takes it seriously. So about three months ago, a tip made its way to you about a giant pile of plates <laughs> somewhere in the middle of the woods. Yes, indeed. In Pennsylvania. How did that make its way to you? I believe it came in through the DEP website as a complaint saying, hey, you know, this looks like illegal dumping. Now, we think that person may have come from Reddit. And just like us, Keith took that Internet commenter's tip and ran with it. So you had the coordinates. You knew who owned the land. Right. Uh, Did you just call up the landowner next? Well, that's not quite as easy as it sounds, <laughs> because if the landowner has any stake in actually doing the dumping, calling him on the phone may or may not be the best thing to do. Hmm. Um, 
So I thought, well, I'll see what I can find. And I started walking back this unplowed road, and it was a beautiful winter day and quite a long walk to the point where I actually found this, the area where these plates might have been, and there was nothing. Oh, Keith, we feel your pain, dog. We do. We so do. I would like to point out that even though I definitely led us on a wild goose chase to Pennsylvania, my thinking matches Keith's here. You can't call a landowner and say, hey, have you been doing some illegal dumping? Right. But unlike us, Keith wasn't very surprised he didn't find the plates. It's not your typical illegal dump site. The typical illegal dump site is generally on a dark country road over a bank where the public can dump whatever they want and get away in the dark of night without being caught. So what you find in a typical illegal dump site is a little bit of everything. Lots of tires, household garbage, appliances, dead animals, you name it. But a massive pile of one type of material just doesn't really fit the scenario of a typical illegal dump site. What about Cliff Cross? Typical illegal dumper? And was Keith buying Cliff's pile of lime explanation? Oh, yeah. He didn't really say anything suspicious like he was trying to hide something. He said, yeah, that was a pile of lime. So (laughs) there was nothing else in, in Tioga County that would lead me to believe there was ever a big pile of plates there. And if I don't have a specific place to look or somebody that says, hey, I saw those things there... It's a, it's a needle in a haystack, and you're never going to find it. Needle in a haystack. Never going to find it. Cliff Cross might have had a whole wall in his house of the animals he had killed. Keith, however, was killing our dreams. He couldn't narrow our search. Even with our whole group of hunters, Team Endless Thread, the developers, a host of Redditors, all scouring the state of Pennsylvania for industrial sites, weird white splotches, we still couldn't find the spot. Our only hope was the original poster, Matt, who seemed to have barely any recollection of where he was when he saw the Plate Mountain. But then, again, at the 11th hour, Matt, how's it going, how's it going man? Good, good. I'm sorry for the delay again. It was a whole big process of... uh, Matt called me late one night. He said that there was a reason he hadn't been in touch for a few days. No biggie. We could get to that. But first, new questions for Matt, thanks to the Redditors who had been helping in our search. Do you still have the original photo? Yes. This was one of the ideas we had we could pull the metadata from the original photo. It's called EXIF, or Exchangeable Image File Format Data, and it is attached to any photo you take with your phone. But most social media sites delete that information from the photos that get uploaded. So we needed the original picture Matt took to get the location. So we tried that. So click on the picture so it's up. Okay. Now, try this. I don't know if this will work for you, but try just swiping up on the picture. Okay, yeah, it says July 5th, 2018, Thursday, 9.50 a.m., and then it has the JPEG number and, like, the megapixels and stuff like that, and then it says Samsung SMG95 in my phone, and then that's it. Shit. Ugh, foiled yet again. It was almost like everything that could go wrong with our quest continued to go wrong. 
So I had to ask Matt the troll question. No, I'm not fucking with you. I'm not messing with you. To me, that would be a huge, pointless waste of time, and I'm not a guy like that, so. Plus, Matt had some proof he wasn't trolling. More info on the location of the plates. He had been trying to get the name of the campground he had gone to with the help of a relative, the aunt, who had been visiting from Florida. And she had had some life changes. From the time that we were there last year, she actually got a divorce from her husband. Oh, wow. So that was, yeah, so that was the whole big, I guess he was cheating on her or something, but that was the whole big issue because she didn't know exactly where it was. He did. So she actually, we actually had her reach out to him to find, to find out what the name of the place was. And you won't believe the name of the exact campground. Yes, this was huge. I talked to Matt for a little while longer, and he revealed all sorts of juicy information. I had to tell Amory and our producer, Josh. And yes, I was definitely going to string him along for a bit. We just had a very long conversation. What happened? Are you sure you're ready for this? What? Okay. I have a couple pieces of news. The reason... <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm really enjoying it. I'm savoring knowing more than you right now. It really feels good. <laughs> all right, spit it out. First of all, the reason that it took so long for us to get this information is that Matt's girlfriend's aunt... Uh, Josh is calling me back. Should I conference him in? Yeah, conference him in. Keep waiting, Emery. I dislike you so much. <laughs> Okay, this is a piece of information that was actually already given to us, but we, because we are bad detectives, <laughs> we kind of we kind of glossed over it. Okay. This was 4th of July. Oh my God, he was totally wasted. He just blacked out that entire day? Absolutely. <laughs> so. That makes so much sense. Clearly, he was drinking. Well, that's good. That means the plates are real, right? Amory, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you miss home? <gasps> Ohio? We are going to Ohio, baby. <laughs> really? He didn't even leave Ohio. He never made it to Pennsylvania. <laughs> no way. Are you kidding? I am not kidding. Wait, 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 wait. So where, what is the campground? Where, where is it? The name of the campground is Austin Lake Campground in Ohio. I'm literally running to my computer right now. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is I think we're in the zone, dudes. Oh, my God. Hey. We got to find these freaking plates. I can taste the plates. I can taste them. <laughs> Okay, let's practice. When I say O-H, do you guys know what to say? I-O. Very good. Now you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we were close. Closer, at least. We knew the plates were in Ohio. 
We just didn't know exactly where in Ohio. But we did finally know which campground we should be starting from. Austin Lake, located in Toronto, Ohio. A little confusing, but we started looking all around there on satellite imagery for big white splotches. We also updated our Australian van-dwelling investigator, James, the Redditor who initially thought he'd found the plates in Pennsylvania, except he hadn't. James was feeling a little guilty about that, so he continued searching on his own with the new information we had. I kind of went looking for train tracks in the area and then just followed the train tracks and... And then he found a school next to a graveyard. And then a little further up, he found a piece of land with big piles of stuff on it and a business called Maryland Refractories. Once I found this place, it was... I was pretty certain that was the right place. I was less certain. From the satellite imagery, Maryland Refractories looks like a junkyard. There's lots of piles of stuff. A lot of them look like rocks. Yes, some of those piles are white, but they're not isolated by themselves in the woods, as Matt the OP's memory would lead us to believe. Of course, Matt's memory. Fair. Well, what did make me feel like James was onto something was that he called Maryland Refractories, and they told him they have handled ceramics there in the past. Right, and they were like, listen, j Dog." <laughs> You're calling about Matt, aren't you? <laughs> no. Our buddy Matt. No, that's the thing. So, James, we are on opposite sides of the world, and I have not heard back from him as to what he told them, how much information he's given them. So we needed to feel it out ourselves. We needed to call Maryland Refractories. You starting? I'm starting. You start. Refractories. Hi, is this Maryland Refractories? Hi, my name is Amory Sievertson. I actually work Pretty quickly, a, a we were on speakerphone with a guy named Roy and a woman named Janet. And you saw it on the what website? Reddit. R-E-D-I-C? R-E-D-D-I-T. And I can email... Roy and Janet were clearly intrigued. Also, they said they don't get many visitors. They're on 77 acres of woodland, and their location, just outside of a town called Irondale in Ohio, has some special properties. We're located in the Bermuda Triangle of the <laughs> Google Maps. <laughs> we, we you don't say. different zip codes within five feet. No oh, way. Wow. Is that true? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. So maybe we shouldn't feel too badly about how long we've been looking for this spot? Sure. I mean, whatever we want to tell ourselves. We're really trying to to arrive at these plates, like actually go to the plates wherever they may exist. And we'd so love... why? Do you want to buy them? That's a great question. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, this person posted this picture on a, on a website called Reddit, and it became this great mystery of what is this giant pile of dishware doing in the middle of the woods. It looks like it's kind of in the middle of the woods. It is. But you'll definitely get on an adventure if you try to find us. Oh, wow. Oh. Sounds like you're saying this pile of plates, it does exist, and you know where it exists. I can't confirm or deny. Oh, no. <laughs> Nobody disappears if they come to see you, right? I can't confirm or deny. Oh, Roy, you're <laughs> killing me. Roy and Janet, the non-confirmers, non-deniers, put us in touch with someone else at the company who could make the call of what to tell the press. His name is Brad Nock. And after a little bit of phone tag, Brad got in touch. And he had some big news to share with us. We are the owners of the big pile of the dishware. 
You are the owners of the big pile of dishware. Oh my God, my quest is maybe almost over. Uh, I guess the next question for us is, would you would you all be okay with us coming to visit? Um, I would just encourage you to, to um, let us know what day to make sure that somebody's here. The date was set, and we promised we wouldn't return without hard evidence. We got on a plane, landed, rented a truck, just in case, and drove from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, through West Virginia, to Irondale, Ohio. Emery. <gasps> Emery. Oh, it's just bricks. Oh, it's just bricks. <laughs> but it's a pile that of bricks. Was, that I... is very exciting, though. Oh, there's more piles <gasps> there's of more stuff. There's more piles of stuff. We're Not coming up yet, on though. the piles. Yeah. <gasps> Amory, what is, is that? that? What is the white stuff? It's not by itself, though. Oh, yeah, but, but it's look, up on a it's thing. up on a it's thing. It's on a thing. Yes. Okay. This is it, then... Amory. This is it. <laughs> it's here. It's reflecting in the sunlight. And it's up it, on a loading it's dock. It's glorious. Oh my God! It's huge. <laughs> we got to it, dude. <laughs> How do you feel? I'm so happy. Are you happy? (laughs) It was everything we had dreamed of and more. It was even bigger than it had been when Matt took a picture of it a year ago. The mountain had grown. It was part of a big industrial site. There were piles of bricks and stone everywhere. There was some big machine with a conveyor belt. There was a massive wooden building that looked like it had been built 100 years ago. There was dust everywhere. Forklifts were moving pallets covered in bags of white powder and a little construction office where we saw a long-haired orange cat that seemed to run the whole joint, rolling in the sun and the dust, and a couple of dogs that were very happy to see us. Maybe they would have been happy to see anyone. Oh, yeah, hi. Oh, hi, Jake Whoa. and Bella. Hi. You Roy? That's <laughs> right. We also met one of the owners of the business, Clark Carlson, and our new buddy, Brad Knock. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Brad. Brad. Very nice to meet you. Nice I'm Amory. Nice Pleasure. to meet you. Nice yeah. to meet you. Thank you for, Thank you for having, having us. us. welcome. Did you I, see the pile? We saw we the pile. It was very... Turns out, one of the favorite theories during our whole quest that this plate mountain was some kind of illegal dump site... The truth is kind of the opposite. We think that Maryland Refractories is probably one of the oldest industrial recycling companies in the United States. You were recycling before it was cool. Long before it's cool, and it still isn't all that cool now. We wish it was cooler than (laughs) it is. Uh, What do you mean? uh, Recycling is something that most companies do when it's convenient. Um, when it doesn't cost them anything. Brad and Clark know their business, and it's pretty sciency, like industrial sciency. At a basic level, they're taking bricks and other materials and reducing them to their most elemental form, literally, using a big machine called Bertha. So that's where the first crushing here happens so essentially big bertha has this long conveyor belt and huge wheels and this big crushing chamber with metal teeth those those teeth have seen some things those teeth have chewed some things (laughs) she's a hungry beast after the material they put through the machine gets broken down further it gets sold off to specific industries 
For instance, Brad says as the steel industry goes, so goes Maryland Refractories. That's because those big smelters that molten steel gets poured into in the steel plant, those smelters are made of steel, but they're coated with the material that Maryland Refractories makes from old bricks. It's kind of fascinating. Okay, buddy, but we weren't there for bricks. We were there for plates. So Brad and Clark walked us over to Plate Mountain. It's actually Plate and Toilet Mountain, because there's a bunch of toilet parts mixed in there, too. The full circle of digestion. Think of this mountain as where all the misfits, the misprints, and defects go. There are hundreds of thousands of plate and toilet pieces here. And Maryland Refractories got this stuff from two companies with a plan to eventually send the whole pile through Big Bertha's gnashing teeth. And since it's all going to get busted up anyway, we really want to break a few plates. Brad and Clark say go for it. Yes. Yeah, I guess it's helpful, right? It. It's almost helpful to make them smaller. All right, Ben. That was... Oh. <laughs> I totally... Go ahead, Amory. I under- Come on, I you under- can do it. I Come underestimated on. your toss. Eventually, Brad and Clark join in, and there's this whole period of time where we're all just chucking plates and cups at the huge pile. This is cathartic and beautiful. And it is actually beautiful. They're like shells or pearls glinting in the hot June sun. A gorgeous, cacophonous, seemingly endless splotch. Yes, visible from satellite. But you'd never find it unless you knew where to look. It really is in the Bermuda Triangle of Google Maps. And we got here, against all odds. And even though Brad and Clark do not want people coming and pilfering their plates, don't do it, they do want people to know about this part of their business. These plates are being smashed to dust, just like the bricks, in hopes of making a new building material for everything from kitchen counters to a kind of cladding for big buildings. You can imagine it looking something like marble. But this is a new idea. It is not their bread and butter business. The recycling company you probably never heard about is trying to innovate with plates. And it's not easy to innovate in this kind of business. You know, it, it's been a tough road, uh, and we talk about it's it It's a hard internally. industry to get into. It's a hard industry to get into. Inherently, everybody wants to be green. They just don't want to pay for it. Um, so, you know, we're still plugging away, and we hope maybe with this piece, uh, more people can find us. And I need new countertops. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so we bid farewell to Brad and Clark. There was only one thing left to do. We were worried that we were going to come here and have to eat humble pie. <laughs> but I, this feels more, almost more like just desserts. Is- there we go. <laughs> Victory pie. Victory pie. Victory pie. We, nice. we brought you a coconut cream pie the only the only problem is we didn't bring any plates so Uh, if you want a piece i think we can find some plates for you Uh, thank you again you're welcome it's our pleasure but we have to stand near big bertha the crushing machine one more time and of course the plates and soak everything in before we get out of the google maps bermuda triangle part of me wishes that there was a more salacious explanation 
you know? Why? Like, I don't know. I guess I'm just like... I know that that makes for like a, a juicier story, but doesn't this make for a better world? <laughs> I hope so. Wholesome Amory so. delivers again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong, but truly, neither are you. This is something we have talked about while chasing this story, this pattern of waste. We've talked about illegal dumping, but we're making piles of rejects all the time. These are just unused dishes. These have never had a job because their logo was printed half an inch too far to the right. That sucks. Yeah. But hey, Maryland Refractories trying to figure out a solution. Cleaning it up. Clean it up, man. Get Big Bertha going. And now I have a new set of plates. I have some plates, too. <laughs> yes, Clark and Brad told us we could take some souvenirs. And please, if you want one, don't go to their pile. Do us a favor and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot that review and email it to us at endlessthread at wbur.org. If you've already written a review for us, just use that one. We will pick one person at random and send them a beautiful plate straight from the pile. We'll even wash it for you. If you want to find out more about Maryland Refractories and their plate upcycling business, Earth Fire Surfaces, head to mrcgrog.com or facebook.com slash earthfiresurfaces. Also, a huge thanks to Matt, the original plate photo poster. Hope your 4th of July this year was great, too. Also, thanks to all the Redditors who had good ideas and posted them on WTF, including our brother from down under, Agent 641, a.k.a. James. Thanks to WBUR web developer Dave Moore for his late-night Google map scouring. Thanks to Cliff Cross for not shooting us. Pennsylvania DEP specialist Keith Rule for being cool. And special thanks to Redditors Peony Chalk, Peltsy, Sepra, and EXB999, who, by the way, was the first Redditor to suggest we look into Maryland Refractories. We saw their comment after hearing from James, but they did technically beat him to it. Amazing. Amazing. We have photos of the infamous pile of plates on our website. That is wbur.org slash endless thread. We even recreated Matt's original plates photo to prove that, yes, we actually found it. Please go there. Check it out. Endless Thread is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station, in partnership with Reddit. Josh Swartz is our producer who thought learning about Big Bertha was... Aw, educational. Iris Adler is our executive producer, and when we challenged her to find an illegal dump site, she said... Hold my Cosmo. Mix and sound design by Paul Vikas, and when I told him we found the giant pile of plates, he just asked if... I took a picture. Michael Pope is our advisor at Reddit who thinks that mysteries in Ohio make for great... Writing Extra production assistance from James Lindbergh. Our interns are Magdiela Mata. Maggie's fine. And Noah Boston. It's like Austin with a B. On Reddit, we are endless underscore thread. If you want to contribute art for an upcoming episode or give us a juicy story tip so we can tell it like we did today, hit us up there. My co-host and producer is Amory Sievertson. I am senior producer and host Ben Brock Johnson. I'll let myself out. 